1: And coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Drive by. Hey, everybody. It is so great to be uh, plugged in. Yep. I love the whole plug-in idea. It is really, really amazing. Thank you all for your condolences um, uh, around Linda's mom who passed on uh, Monday. So thank you all for the emails. And uh, many of you know that Linda has been my friend and is our producer and has been so for quite some time. She's been my friend since 1973. So people said to me, well, what was she smoking back then? then and so um it's been great to have uh joan her mother be such an important part of my life and she is up in the heavens as some might say looking down upon us sipping a very 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 dry vodka martini and uh Cheers to you, Joe. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys for joining Change, the source of a new life. Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here joining me. These are the folks that have been out into the world um, using the many, 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 many tools of access consciousness to help people around the world understand that we have this innate unlimited power. And what does it mean when we absolutely step into that? Accessconsciousness.com is the website. Gary uh, has been, as well as Dr., uh, Dr. Dane, has been part of a conversation that we have had now for several months. The last show, as a matter of fact, was so absolutely amazing to actually get people that joined us on that show that demonstrated the significance and importance of this work, the work of Access Consciousness, but more important than that is the power and the presence that all of us get to learn when we have some incredible tools that are available to us. And thanks to these two folks um, that you're going to hear from tonight, you know, people around the world are learning how to stand in their power and absolutely uh embrace a side of themselves that they didn't even think was possible today we get to take on the world of change and change the source of a new life with gary douglas and dr dane here of access consciousness change is something that every single one of us faces just about every day of our life every time we go and we are putting on a new pair of skins that uh The old skin leaves us. Our bodies are changing. Our world is changing. Our lives are changing. Relationships change. And yes, whether you want them to or not. So today, if you're feeling stuck or unable to move forward, this is the show for you. Thank you both, Gary. uh, Thank you both for joining us. Dr. Dane, thank you for joining us here tonight. I love, love, love this topic.
4: Cool. We like it too. Apparently, because that's all we do is change, change, change.
3: <laughs> <laughs> kind of a, kind of an ongoing theme in our lives and our work. So uh, we're glad to be here, Dr. Pat. Thanks for having us.
1: Well, you know what? You know, uh, Doug was talking to us and he said, well, what kind of music should we play during the break? Here, Doug, I'm going to give you a clue. How about David Bowie's Changes? Why don't we go to break and come back with that? Um, I want to ask uh, a, a, what seems to be a simple question, which may have many, many layers to it. If change is something that's going through our lives every day, maybe sometimes, you know, more than we like it to, to be aware of, why does it seem like it is so absolutely difficult for us to embrace many times in our lives? Who would like to take that? Gary?
4: Dr. Dane? I'll go for it. Okay. So, right. so number one, it's like the first thing that happens is we hit somewhere, yeah, you know, somewhere around 13, 14, we hit puberty. And when we do, it's like everybody tells us you gotta you know, you gotta become an adult. You can't change. Prior to that, as a kid, every day is a constant state of change. So the idea of change is perfect for children and as we become adults we try to not change as much as much as possible. And everybody tells us you gotta you know, you gotta be consistent and you gotta be reliable and you gotta be and you gotta be and you gotta be. But they never tell you about being you. They tell you about what you've got to do to be that reliable, that person, that one person they want in the world to be consistent and predictable. And that's what you become after puberty, where as a kid, you never have to be predictable or consistent.
1: So, you know, this is actually, it's a wonder why more of us, you know, aren't chasing our tails more often than we do in life. I mean, honestly, you know, this idea of being stuck can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. You know, I've been stuck at different points in time in my life, uh, whether it be the feeling of being at a dead-end job or being in a relationship that doesn't work. You know, I wanted to ask you about this this place of stuckness if you go on the web, if you go on the internet and you google the word stuck or stuckness you will be blown away by like the 52 million gazillion results that come up for it are we all at a place of loss uh as to what to do to get our lives in forward motion what what's happening Let's with that
3: I think that's one of the biggest parts of it is we don't actually have the tools that actually work in the lives, you know, the lives that most of us have to create actual, tangible, actualizable change. You know, we've got ideas of maybe if we just think and feel better, maybe if we just focus on the positive, you know, but that doesn't work for very long, you know, it works for a little while. And in in order to go anywhere with this idea of change, you've actually got to have the tools that actually create it so that you can see you're actually getting somewhere, so you have some inspiration to carry on. Otherwise, why would you carry on?
2: Uh, that's no, the way we
3: do things. Is we're always
4: looking for what you know. What other tools can we give you that'll help you change something? So it's like one of the things we've learned recently is that literally we as beings should be have have total awareness, but we actually make ourselves stupid enough to live. From these limited points of view these places we can't change the things we think can't do as though those are more real than the choice to change or to be different and so we you know it's like we've come up with a new process that you know we'd like to give you and have everybody share and see the possibility of it goes so, like this all right what stupidity are you using to create the feeling of what you cannot change are you choosing Oh,
1: and I want like to you answer. Do that, I, oh,
4: wow! And everything that is times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and park, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. And for some people, you do that, and they get real lightheaded. For other people, they get real strange about things. It's like for me recently, it's like I was going. I had this feeling that I didn't have enough money, and that there was poverty in my life.
2: Now,
3: mm-hmm.
4: like from a logical point of view, that doesn't make sense. Because there's money coming in, I'm, you know, doing a lot of stuff, I have a lot of, you know, accumulated things that can create wealth. And so I started running that, and I suddenly realized and remembered that my family had always had the point of view of, we don't have enough money to afford this, we don't have enough money to afford this, we don't have enough money to afford this, we don't have enough money to afford this. And, like, literally, I was still living from that paradigm without even realizing it.
1: You know, let me ask you this question because you just – this is – I'm so glad you're talking about this. This is like my fourth show today and, you know, I've been waiting, waiting for someone to talk about some of the things that are going on in everybody's life. What you just talked about in terms of people not thinking they have enough, this has come up more often than not. It is – one of my listeners said to me earlier, I'm getting the creeps from this. I'm feeling like I never have enough, whether it's my money or it's, or it's relation. There's this level of enough, not enoughness that's going on right now. So I wanted to ask you a question. How do we get out of this loop? What can we do to stop this, to stop this, this, this crazy thinking that seems to show up, you know, at times where we don't really want it to?
3: Well, one of the things that, that we found is basically that doing this, you know, this, in our search for exactly that, exactly, you know, what is it that that is sticking people and how do we unlock it, this is, this is one of the easiest ways that we found so far that seems to be the most dynamic, especially given that it's the easiest, which is this thing, what stupidity am I using to create the feeling of this stuckness that I am choosing? And there there are two real essential points of this particular thing, and that Mm -hmm. is that basically you're choosing, you're actually using this, and you're actually the one choosing to put this in place. You know, and it probably started when you were a little kid, where you you may have known all kinds of cool possibilities were available, that your parents didn't seem to know any of that, and your friends didn't seem to know any of that, so you went, oh, it must not exist. So you made yourself stupid enough or unaware enough And it reads as stupid because that actually is the the part that that starts unlocking it. But it basically, it's like you made yourself stupid enough to believe that those possibilities don't exist when you know they do. And I think a lot of us are living these unfulfilled lives because we know there's more available. But long ago, we decided, oh, it probably can't show up because nobody else seems to be having it anyway.
4: You know, and your parents will tell you all the time, oh, you can't do that. You can't know that. My parents used to tell me all the time, you can't know that. You can't be aware of that. That's not possible. And it's, like, and it's like, but I was. But I had no way of telling them how I knew. I just knew that I knew. And most kids have that, and we learn to give it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, love, I you got to really love your parents at some level, right? I mean, here is a phrase that I grew up with. I can't wait to hear you both comment on this. You ready? Honey, my mother, yeah, here we go. My stepmom was from the South, so she would get up there and she'd say, Now, honey, now I'm going to tell you something right now. Honey, you make your bed, you're going to sleep in it. You understand what I'm saying, girl? To this day, (laughs) I still don't understand what she was saying, but I will tell you if you come in my bedroom, that's if you get invited in my bedroom, you will see the most beautiful bedding you have ever laid your eyes on. Because I took that literally.
3: (laughs) Like if I'm laying in bed, it's going to be a damn
1: nice one. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's going to be it. But you know, I've come to know what she was talking about, and yet there's a limitation in that. And how often are we hearing things not just from our parents, but look at guys, look at how we are connected right now digitally. Look at the world, oh, the yeah. internet, our pop culture. You know, look at what's going on. You know what? Are, what do we do? so that we 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 are so aware that we're entering into the realm of epic limitation what can we know what can we do
4: well first of all you got to get that limitation is always a choice you know like even you know as a kid when you knew things it's like I, there was a lady i worked with that she knew as a kid she would always know when somebody in the family was going to die so she would say, oh, Aunt so-and-so's going going bye-bye tomorrow. And she was like four. So everybody in the, in the family started saying that she was a jinx and that she was a witch and that she was, you know, destroying people by her prediction. She wasn't. She was just aware that they were going to die. And that's one of the things she has available in her life. She knows when people are going to die. And it's like, that's not exactly a great, you know, talent or something that people respect much. But the reality is she was aware of it. But instead of telling her she was good or thanks for the information or gosh, I better call her and say goodbye or anything like that, they called her a witch and told her that she was killing people by her prediction. And they weren't predictions. They were the awareness that she had about the fact that these people were going to die. So we buy all this stuff from people based Mm -hmm. on the fact that they say it's one thing even though we know it's something else.
1: You know... One of the things that you guys are all about, and I want to talk about this, you've Gary and Dr. Dane, you, you know, the access consciousness about empowering people to know that they know. Who doesn't want to yes, live in that place? You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't want to live in that place, right?
4: A lot of people. You'd be surprised <laughs> how many people don't want to know that they know.
1: I knew you were going to educate me tonight. <laughs>
4: You know, it's like most people are trying to be that consistent person I talked about originally, you know, the person that's predictable and consistent, because if your life is predictable and consistent, then you know what bed you're going to lie in every night. Whereas if you're functioning from the adventure of experiencing life and living, a whole different universe can open up for you in a heartbeat, but you don't have that Capacity much anymore because you keep trying to turn it off so that you can be what people tell you have to be to be a good adult. You and know, and yet, you know, all the great religions talk about you should be as a child, um, uh, which is the idea that life is an adventure and what experience can you have. Everyone notice the kids are always in question about what's going on?
1: Oh,
4: yeah. Adults always go to answer? Crazy. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah and, and and you know isn't part of this really the uh amazement that we get when, you know, the kid, our kids turn around and they, they look straight up at us, right? And out of their mouth comes the most brilliant thing that you've ever heard. And you have a moment in time where, where you remember this, right? God, don't you think we remember? We remember it's like that moment that that child said something that's so absolutely fascinating. We connect with it at a cellular level. And we have this very important nanosecond where we either acknowledge that child or or we tell that child, what they're saying is not true. I mean, that, yeah. is, that, that, is, that is such an important place. And what you all do at Access Consciousness, I think you help us remember that place.
4: Well, that's what we're trying to do. It's help you remember the place where you knew, you always did know, and there's nothing wrong with you.
1: So I'm going to ask you a question about, about this in terms of somebody in our pop culture that I talked about today. You guys know Charlie Sheen, right? You know Charlie Sheen? Yeah. Yep. Yep, the actor. It's brilliant. Now, I don't know if he's working with you guys or not, but here's a guy, right, that pretty much had everything that he knew or knew that was important to him or thought was important to him taken away. And they stuck a microphone in front of him and they asked him a lot of questions. Every answer he gave was winning. It didn't matter what they asked. How are you doing, Chuck? Winning. Before long, here he is back again and he's winning. Today, there are talks about him uh, being on American Idol. How does one, how does a person like Charlie Sheen or any one of us, pick ourselves up from what we believe is the gloom and doom and turn our lives around in such a phenomenal way. You know, how do we do that through your perspective of asking questions?
4: Well, the way I always suggest to people is what's right about this I'm not getting or what's right about me I'm not getting. Because like literally we always go to what's wrong with me that I can't fix this, what's wrong Mm -hmm. with this, what's wrong with me, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. If you ask that question, all you can get is the wrongness. But if you ask what's right about this situation or what's right about me that I'm not getting, all of a sudden you have to look from a different point of view. And that's what, from my perspective, Charlie Sheen was saying when she said it's about winning.
5: Mm-hmm. It's
4: like, literally, he was asking what's right about this that I'm not getting. So he ended up on his feet. He ended up moving anyway. You now it's like he's not a guy who cares much what other people think about it. And you if know, you have that place where you don't worry about that, then you right. have more choice.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, does worry serve us at all?
3: Yeah, it makes us miserable. <laughs> and it raises our blood pressure and makes us tired and cranky and gives us ulcers. and <laughs> makes
4: everybody dislike us as much as we dislike ourselves.
3: Other than that, we can't see much of a purpose for it. There there are these other choices and other options available, but you have to undo the places where you've been making yourself too unaware to perceive them. Hence this process that we were talking about earlier, what stupidity am I using to create the feeling of stuckness I am choosing, and, and undo it, because the worry is, is something you create based on your unawareness. If you had total awareness you wouldn't have to have worry because you'd always know there were other choices and other possibilities available.
1: I love that question because I really relate to stupidity. Uh, And, you know, let (laughs) let me clarify that a little bit. You know, I grew up as a kid that was pretty much told that I was stupid. And 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 you know I was one of these kids that, that what do we call them now we we call children um, what do we call, they learning different there we go we went from stupid to learning disability now the politically correct thing to say is you're learning different the bottom line is you know you're telling some child or some individual you know what you don't have what the rest of us have so I love that you're using that term because for me in my personality. I never really understood what it meant. Do You know, I love how ignorant I was around the term stupid.
4: Well, I mean, it's, it doesn't actually apply, which is why it's like you're ignorant of it, because it's like you have to educate somebody to believe they're stupid. I was working with a guy who is now our gardener, and he was going, I just, I'm so stupid, I don't know how to do anything except... Cut lawns and stuff. And I said, wow. okay, so are you stupid? Are you uneducated? And he goes, what? I said, you know what? Uneducated is not stupid. And it's like you haven't been educated in how to run a business. You haven't been educated in how to deal with people. You haven't been educated in much of anything. You grew up in a, in a cult where they, you know, told you you were cute and you should just have sex and that was enough. I said, but that's not enough for creating a life. So you've got to get, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not stupid. You're just not educated. And that's really what it really is about is recognizing just by asking that question, what's right about this I'm not getting, then you start to allow yourself to receive the education instead of when you go, I'm wrong or this is wrong. It's like all you can do is find the things that match that.
1: I was talking with someone today, and I, I would like you guys to, to really address this because I think that the questions that you ask are so powerful, and I do want to talk about why uh, it is you use questions, but I was speaking with a guy today who uh, lost his job about uh, oh about eight months ago, and he's been out there looking for a job and very, very, very competent, very qualified, a lot, you know, just really, uh, folks know him here in the Seattle area, Finally, today, he says, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm going into these interviews. I'm in a room with people that are 40 years old and younger. I'm 61 years old. Nobody's going to hire me. And I got to tell you, I felt a knot in my stomach when I was listening to him. And so I want to ask. Yeah, I I yeah. totally
4: understand that. I actually did a class in, uh, in Australia called o- Over 45 and, you know, Still Alive. <laughs> you know, and it's like it was about the people who think because they're older that they have something missing. The reality mm-hmm. is you're, you know, you're 61. You've had experiences and you have awarenesses of things these people don't have. So what if you used your awareness to actually create something more for you? How, you know, what do I know about that I've never even considered? Because you know about things that other people don't know about. What if you considered what you could create even as that 61-year-old? Are they going to hire you? Maybe not, but only if they're really stupid because they're going to start looking for what awareness they don't have.
3: Mm -hmm. One of the things you want to realize is your point of view creates your reality. Reality doesn't create your point of view. So you could ask, you know, let's say... For the 61-year-old gentleman you're talking about, you know, let's say he's got this point of view. You can go, okay, so what point of view am I using to create this that I'm choosing? In other words, what point of view do I have here that's creating this? And am I willing to change that point of view so something different can show up?
1: Well, I mean, isn't that really the Charlie Sheen story? And that's why I brought it up. You know, everybody had a point of view that he was a loser, that he was losing he had the point of view that he's winning.
4: and Yeah, well, I mean, it's like the thing is, as long as you're willing to change and as long as you're changing things, you are winning. Mm-hmm. When you stop changing, you die. Now, it's like death is the stop of change. Change is normal. Change is what you want to do every moment of every day. As long as you're doing constant states of change, everything gets better.
1: I want to ask you, what happens when we step in the world of unlimited possibilities?
4: Well, what happens is doors open to possibilities for creating more money, creating money in a different way. It opens the door, you know, you open the door to seeing different things that other people don't see. You create possibilities that have never existed for you in your own life when you move to this space. And it's a whole different universe that allows greater and greater instead of less and less. And most people live at less and less instead of greater and
3: greater. And you become far less the effect of anybody else's point of view, anybody else's limitation. You know, the world around you can be depressed and unhappy, and you can walk through with a sense of peace and a sense of space and a sense of joy and, you know, a sense that everything's not only going to be okay, but it's actually going to keep getting better because, you know, you can create it that way.
1: I love this. We're going to take a show. Yeah.
4: It's a different way of seeing the world.
1: You know, I love this because when I was homeless at 17, I had a way of seeing the world. And uh, and, and I understood what that meant to me at the time. I also realized that I didn't want to stay like that. I didn't want to, <laughs> as much as I didn't understand how I was not going to be homeless, I didn't want to stay there anymore. And, you know, one of the things I want to talk about when we come back from break is what it is that we can do, what it, the, the process that you guys use, which is so wonderful, how we can live in these 10-second incre- increments where we, by asking certain questions, we understand how things feel. When we come back, I would love to go through this with you and just share with our listeners, what does it mean when you ask a question What does it mean when you feel heavy or when you feel light? And what is it that you want to change in your life? How do you get so in touch with that? We have lots and lots of tools here that Dr. Dane here and Gary Douglas share uh, through their classes, their online seminars. uh, Accessconsciousness.com is the website. When we come back, we're going to share some tools, some techniques, and uh, I think I I have a feeling I'm going to be put on the hot spot here as well. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with Dr. Pat Show.
2: (laughs) strange soul for you never know when it's your last step final breath throwing your gypsy dance on curtain call take your last bath.
3: amazing race? Well, here's your chance.
4: Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship Race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of
0: fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity. To start racing, go to CitySolveUrbanRace.com Do you really need to be connected 24-7 to the outside world? Do you find yourself giving up your sacred space very easily? Is your creative potential rapidly being compromised? Wouldn't you love to reclaim your sacred space and create an abundance of creative activity in your life that attracts more health, wealth, and enriched relationships? When you create a sacred space and sacred time in your daily life, you uplift your own sense of well-being at a very deep level and attract beauty, harmony, and enriching relationships with Grace and ease. Suddenly, you don't have to try and work hard. You become a magnet. Your desires start to manifest easily. Grateful souls want to support you and your purpose. You live your higher destiny. Join our infusion of gratitude community today and receive your free MP3 audio infusion of gratitude meditation. Daily use of this powerful 20 minutes meditation raises your awareness and welcomes health, wealth and enriched relationships into your life. Visit us at explorationgratitude.com.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Doctor Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, I am so thrilled. I mean, I have actually had the honor and the privilege to understand firsthand by experience and by demonstration, you know, what has been created here um, by uh, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here in terms of uh, access consciousness, why the tools that they share worldwide with people are so profoundly transformative. And in, in, in a way, you know, what they've been able to do is help us all understand this innate power that we really do have so that we can become more empowered. We can know that we know. Today they're joining us, um, and I want to make sure everybody out there has got the website, accessconsciousness.com. They also have a class coming up. Uh, Dr. Dane, Gary, who would like to talk about this class on August 9th, A Taste of Happiness, that's coming up. Um, I think it's
3: that. Yeah. Well, and that, you know, the beauty of it is it's, uh, say, a three hour class where we're going to tackle one of the toughest issues people have in the world, because although a lot of people say they want to be happy, when it gets right down to it, a lot of times they think what they need to choose is the sadness and the trauma and drama and the pain and suffering. So that that, that
4: is what you get,
3: you know you get validated for your unhappiness.
4: You know, it's like if you're unhappy, people go, oh, what's wrong, money? How can I help you? If you're happy, they go, what drug are you on? <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, why is happiness a drug and why is unhappiness a validation of being? Doesn't make sense to me.
3: So what we're going to do is, is use our, our particular twist that we have in access, our spin, our way of looking at things from a totally different place because both Gary and I, when, when our parents asked us what we wanted to be as kids, without realizing it, you know, we went, we'd like to be happy, you know, and it's like, no, do you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief? Yeah, as long as I'm happy. I don't care. I just want to be happy, you know, but none of the adults could understand that at the time. But that's where we both function. That's what we've managed to invite people to and share with thousands of people in the last 20 plus years. And, We'd like you to have it too, and the beauty of it is, you can actually stream this class. You can; it's one of the few classes Gary or I do without without prior prerequisites. And this one, you can stream online from the comfort of your own home, anywhere in the world, and uh, you can participate with us live on the stream if you want to.
1: So, so there's some different possibilities. That is actually oh. incredible, because you know, honestly. Um, why is it that we are afraid sometimes to actually ask for happiness? Do we believe that perhaps it's not even attainable?
4: Well, I mean, it's like, were you validated for your happiness when you were a kid? As an example, Dr. Pat. Mm. Uh,
1: you know what? I was? Let me tell you, you want to really know what I was validated for as a kid? You ready? Do you know what my yeah. nickname was as a kid? I'm talking like five years old or so, four or five. Pat yeah. the Brat. Pat
4: the brat. Oh, good Lord.
1: <laughs> that was, was
4: my like, nickname. Yeah, so give you a name like that and then expect <laughs> you to be something different.
0: Well, yeah, it's that, so
3: you know, One of the biggest things is we, we've we never been validated for it. We've never been acknowledged for it. and Nor encouraged to have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've been encouraged in the exact opposite direction. So we'd like to change that. And yes. by the way, the website for that is happinessisjustachoice.com. Happiness is just a choice.com. You can get more info in the class, and some of the information there, too.
1: So let's talk about this idea of, uh, of living in these 10-second increments, where we get to trust our own awareness. Where we get to create our own reality, and you, you know it's it's this idea of the tools that you use, like asking questions and noticing if something is heavy or light. Can you talk about that and take us through um, uh, an example?
3: So a real simple tool for you that can can have dynamic impact in the rest of your life is anything that's true will always make you feel lighter, a lie will always make you feel heavier. So if somebody says something or if you think something and it makes you feel heavier, it's because it's a lie for you. So if somebody says, uh, no, I really do love you, and they don't, it'll make you feel heavier. Or if they say you're stupid and you're not, it'll make you feel heavier. And so what happens is if you combine that with the tool of asking questions, and when you ask a question, what happens is like prior to asking a question, what most of us have been taught is that we have to head in this one direction and try to make it work, And it's like we have walls to the left and the right of us. We can't see over them, around them, through them, or between them. And when we ask a question, what happens is it's like doorways open to the right and the left. It's like there's light and space behind them of different possibilities that are available. So you can ask some real simple questions like, what would it take to change this? What else is possible? The one we talked about at the beginning of the show, what's right about me and what's right about this I'm not getting. And another one, how does it get any better than this? And so what you can do is you can ask a question, like let's say there's a situation you want to change. Let's say a uh, job interview didn't go well as an example. And you go, okay, so what else is possible here? What's it going to take to change this? And how does it get any better than this? And if you ask those three questions and then you add what's right about this I'm not getting, it opens different doors to where you can see it from a different place so you don't go away with, with a checkmark in the lost column you go away with a check mark in the awareness column so you'll be able to handle the situation differently in the future.
1: We look at different situations and we have different points of view and that we, we believe are the absolute truth and our destiny in terms of what we can and cannot be or do in this lifetime. Those questions are brilliant because at least when I'm listening to you and I'm asking myself those questions, you know, I'm pulled to a different place. I'm pulled to a place that I feel is of imagination and creativity. What is it that... Gets in the way of us seeing life in a bigger, more fuller place than the stuckness that we're sitting in right now?
4: Most of it has to do with the beliefs we've decided are true and Uh aren't necessarily true. You know, it's like, you know, through doing access, I've come to the point of view where everything I ever thought was true or real has turned out to be a liar and implanted point of view. And it's like, okay, now what choices do I have? Because all those things I thought were true and real have turned out not to be true or real. And it's like suddenly I have to look at each and everything that occurs in my life from what is this, what do I do with it, can I change it, and if so, how do I change it? And that's the operative state that I function in at all times. Always about being in the question. What is it? What do I do with it? Can I change it? And if so, how do I change it? Those four questions can do more to unlock your life than anything else
3: I ever ran across and you don't have to have the answers right there you ask the question so that the awareness can come to you as it does in other words as you're willing to have it as the world can provide it you don't have to know the answers when you ask these questions let let the awareness show up for you
4: and the thing the purpose of a question is to gain awareness not to get an answer and if you start to function from recognizing you desire awareness then you'll wait until the awareness comes instead of trying to find the answer.
1: I made a statement a couple of months ago to a friend of mine and you know we were talking about well you know where do you want to go from here what do you want the next 10 years of your life to be about and out of my mouth came you know what I don't even know what I don't know. And I thought about that and 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 she turned around to me and she said I don't even know what you just said. <laughs>
4: Yeah. And I, I so use the question. <laughs> in a sense you have the question, okay, I don't even know what I don't know. So how can I decide what my future will be if I don't know what I know in truth? Like you gotta you know, you create your future moment by moment. You don't suddenly jump into the future and get there and know what to do. You gotta do it from the question. Gain the awareness that will give you the aware, you know the direction to go with everything in your life,
1: I think sometimes we want a blueprint, and let 's get back to the conversation of change um, you know i, I, I don 't know if you guys have ever done this i don 't know if either one of you have done this, but you know I've sat down sometimes and I said you know i'd really like to lose ten pounds." And so I sit down and I think I'm going to lose that 10 pounds, right? And I put a little plan together. Uh, and, and then there'll be times where I wake up and all of a sudden I'm 10 pounds to heavier, but I actually didn't have a plan in place for that.
3: <laughs> a plan in but place that to that to a keg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's t- well, you know, but there's there's one other there's one thing different before we even get there is that you said I want to lose 10 pounds and then you put a plan in place. Do you realize that's different than 90 plus percent of the population? Most people say, "Oh, I want to lose 10 pounds," but they're not actually willing to do anything to create losing that 10 pounds. They just want it to go away as if by magic without having to change anything, without any, having to do anything different. And that really is the difference here is is the willingness to actually put some sort of plan in motion. But the plan we're talking about is is determined sort of moment by moment, but it's the willingness to go, hey, you know what, I'll do something to change this now, which is like those four questions Gary said, what is it? What do I do with it? Can I change it? How do I change it? That's a mini plan in motion right there, but it allows you to be present in each moment for the thing that can show up to change it. Because it's like there was a lady who came to Gary and she was looking to lose weight and... He said, look, ask your body what it wants. Ask your body what it's going to take to lose this weight. I don't have the answer for you because you're not giving it up. So she did. She said, body, what's it going to take? And she was walking two weeks later. She was from New York. She was walking in Central Park. And she heard these women talking about this diet plan. And her body just about jumped over the bench to get to them to find out what it was. Well, that was her body letting her know, hey, this is what I want, lady. This is the answer to the question you asked several weeks ago. This is the awareness I'm giving you. But... It was from her willingness to actually have the change. Most people don't actually desire the change that they tell you they desire. You'll know that they actually desire it when they start doing something to head in that direction. And the lady had the most amazing result.
4: She was a size 18, and the next time we saw her, she was a size 6.
1: Wow. Wow. I, I,
4: you know, listening let's... to her body and letting it tell her what to do. Yeah.
1: So uh, so let's get back to the questions, because, you know, I love the idea that, you know, people can have a way to ask the questions that we're talking about here, and then also trust in the process. And this is, I think, the second part of it. For a lot of folks, there is this mistrust in themselves, meaning that Wow, you really want me to ask myself this question? Come on, Gary, Doctor Dean, I'm the one that got me in this mess to begin with. You see, you see what I'm saying? How that might, see how the mind works right there?
4: That's not a question. I'm the one that got me in this mess in the first place. I know. <laughs> so one of the things, you know, one of the things I ask people to do is like, you know, you ever, you know. Gone, you know, you ever known you shouldn't do something and you did it anyway and it turned out exactly the way you knew it would in the first place?
1: Yeah, I'm all over that one.
4: Yeah, well, it's like if you will go back in your life and go, okay, I knew, but I ignored my knowing. Okay, I won't do that anymore. I knew, but I ignored my knowing. What am I aware of? I don't want to have awareness of. And it's like literally go back through your life and see all the places where you knew and you chose not to know. Mm. Well, what would it be like if you're willing to let yourself acknowledge the fact that you do know? You have all these examples in your life where you knew and you just ignored it and went on and did what you shouldn't have done and went, oh, that was stupid, I should have done what I knew in the first place. But rather than recognizing that as an acknowledgement of what you know, You keep trying to undo that as though something was wrong with the fact that you knew. Nope, you knew, and you always do, and you always will.
1: This is really the key to so much of of what we can do right now to change our lives you know i i I mean i i was talking to uh a friend of my uncle my uncle passed away a couple weeks ago my 93 year old uncle and you know he would always say to me why don't you do something with your life why don't you get out in the world and you know why don't you take the talent you have and he did this when i was very very young he would ask me these questions what would it take for you to get out there and and do more and help more and he never really bought into this idea that I was, quote, stupid. You know, clearly I've learned differently than other people, and it actually has turned out to be a gift. But as, he, as I got to talk to him these past um, months uh, and talk to him about life and, you know, the family, and I said to him, you know, Uncle Al, what was the most important thing you learned in life? And he said, he said to me, I never doubted myself. I never doubted that I could come from another country, live here, get a great job. I never doubted myself. And I want to ask you this question. We are surrounded right now in an external environment that is breeding such levels of fear and doubt that it's scary for people to live in the question and i know you got i know you both must talk to thousands of people that are in that place what would you say to folks today that are listening to the show or people that are listening to this a week from now on their ipods what would you say to them to help them move from that place that is so scary yet they choose to be in it
4: first place i would ask is Is this really yours? Mm. Because the reality is we pick up, we're all psychic little Spongebobs and (laughs) Spongebobettes. And we pick up other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions at all times. And 98%
3: of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't belong to you. You're just picking them up from the people around you and you have your whole life and thought they were yours, including the doubt, including the discouragement, including the the idea that there's not enough. But you also have these examples, like your uncle who did something different and chose something different. And what I'd say is, you know what, if one other person can do it, so can you. But you've also got to be willing to find that place within you that you know is greater than you've been pretending to be, and demand that that you show up. Because that's That's available. It's available to all of us. And I know that can sound, you know, that that if you can get over the 98% of the crap in your head that isn't actually yours, and we have a real simple process for doing that, you can get over that, it gets a lot easier to start perceiving what is yours and how you'd like to choose to be in the world.
1: How can people find out about learning the processes and learning the things that uh, we're talking about here today? Because I, I'm, people call me an optimist. They call me an idealist. They call me the queen of positive thinking, which I don't even – honestly, you should be inside my head most of the time. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I want our listeners to know that there are tools and things that they can learn because that's what's been such a beautiful gift for me.
3: Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, one of the things we mentioned is the Happiness is Just a Choice class, the Happiness is Just a Choice dot com website, the Access dot com website, um, where Don't you have
4: some free videos too,
3: Doctor Yeah, and, and if you go to my website, which is drdanehere dot com, which is D R D A I N H E E R dot com, I've got a couple of free video series there that are my gift to you because I want you to have the tools that started changing my life 12 years ago and made me no longer want to kill myself. So that's available there. And there's also all kinds of videos and other resources available there too. Because what we want to do is, you know, we'd like people to have these tools. We'd like them to have access to them and start using them and see what change you can create, you know, because once you start realizing that you can create change, once you start realizing things can be easier, it gives you the encouragement and the inspiration to continue and that's what we'd like people to have. We'd like to see a world of possibilities, not a world where people think everything is impossible. It Doesn't have to be impossible anymore. The tools are available.
4: I think that's your for change. Mm.
1: I I wanted to just uh, you know first of all I want to thank you both for all that you do. I mean certainly for me, um, I've had just an incredible gift from both of you in learning some of these tools and practicing some of them and then meeting other folks, um, other, the practici- other practitioners' access consciousness. And it is powerful to know that through the work that you both are bringing forth that we can truly live the lives that we want. And I've only been doing this all, just, just months and I'm astonished at what is being created in my life. It's amazing to me, and I want to thank you both.
4: Thank you. yeah. You know, it's like our greatest gift is the fact that you, you know, when someone receives, like you do, it's like when somebody receives what we're doing, that's the greatest gift anybody can ever give us.
3: Yeah, when you take it and receive it and actually use it to change your life and your world, that truly is. That's, that's the gift for doing this for us, so thank you.
1: Well, I want to ask you each one last question. What is your personal message? What would you love to leave our listeners with tonight? And thank you so much for joining me.
4: Well, what I'd like to leave them with is the awareness that they can choose and they can be what others have never been.
3: And what if you truly being you are the gift and the change this world requires, desires, and needs?
1: Mm. Thank you both. Thank you both. And uh, just so you know, I really milked that Pat the Brat thing till I was about ten years old. Just FYI,
2: on that. <laughs> Of course, it's more fun.
1: <laughs> oh my God! You know, it actually gave me permission to really do some naughty things. Incredible!
4: <laughs> Thank I you. I know both. how much fun is that.
1: I, I, it was. I'll tell you. Uh, I still think about it from time to time, and I and it did really shape me in a way that allows me to stand a, a bit uh, stronger in in my own life than I've ever thought possible. Thank you guys for joining me. Wow, accessconsciousness dot com is the website. Um, I can't even begin to tell all of you how the work of Dr. Dane here. And Dr. Gary Do- and Gary Douglas have changed my life. I want to tell you if you have not plugged in to the work, the, the seminars, the classes, the tools of Access Consciousness, please check it out. Your life will change profoundly better. Get ready to live an epic life. Accessconsciousness.com, everyone. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. <music>
2: sky, your high horse, there's north and left to you, nowhere to be found, better off dead, or so you said, but don't worry, we all fall down somehow, or
5: oh, someday, not somehow.
1: Hey, everyone, you're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be beginning a brand new show at the top of the hour with one of our amazing hosts, Transformation Talk Radio. Talk radio to change the world.
0: and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. TransformationTalkRadio.com
1: Transform your life. I used to be afraid and now I love. I feel like fear just cripples you and love frees you. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing and changing from fear to love and showing people that that's the only way. I love, I love, I love. I no longer fear. Thank you.